0: This message is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. Early this morning, the Lord walked into my room. And He shared a few things with me. One of which is that what he wants to do in this morning service is to distribute spiritual gifts. Second thing he wants to do is that there are some people that have been faithful in the sacred place and he wants to increase their rank. Third thing is that the stature of this platform has been increased in the spirit. (laughs) Fourth thing is that uh, some limitations that people have carried for a long time will meet its end this morning. Father, we welcome you afresh and we ask that you lead us through in the name of Jesus. Please, you may be seated. You are welcome to the house of God. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtain the good report. So what verse 2 is saying is that God is handing us a telescope. A telescope to view faith as it was manifested in the lives of our elders. The word elders In that scripture, from the original root word, is presbyteros. Presbyteros is the Greek word from whence the word presbytery was derived. It has a wide range of applications, but within the context that the word is used, presbyteros, in that context, means the ancients. So, Apostle Paul defined what faith is, and then in the next verse, it gives us a telescope to see faith in the life of the ancients. The thing about the era of the ancients is that they had no Bible. You know, you, you pick rhema as you are reading, then the Holy Ghost enlightens your eyes, and it's as if the verses of Scripture locks on your heart. These elders had no Bible. These elders did not have the opportunity to experience the kind of fellowshipping that we're experiencing today. And so Apostle Paul gives us a telescope to view faith that was practiced within that primitive context so that we can acquaint ourselves with the veritable pillars of this reality in the lives of men that do not have the support systems that we have today. Are you ready for that journey now? Before we go, before we do that journey because of the life of Abel and a lot of things that his faith manifested I will need to do a refresher course to create balance for a particular matter before I come into the life of Abel. Now, because if you see, are you there? I'm still trying to justify the fact that Presbyterians in this case refers to the ancients because you will see the example of people that were laid before us to examine their faith life. You will see men like Abel, you will see men like Enoch, they were ancients, and in that their crude context, they were still able to receive rema's from God and to walk with God without all the support systems that we have in our own natural context today. So, if those guys were able to operate by faith, are you with me? If those guys were able to operate by faith then it means that we are supposed to even exercise brighter faith than they ever did, given the kind of environments that we have and the opportunities that we have to lock on the mind of God through inspiring messages, through powerful worship, through prayer sessions, corporate prayer sessions that releases corporate anointings. We have greater possibility of trusting higher in the ladder of faith than the ancients. But the apostle draws our attention and gives us a telescope to look at the ancients. Turn your Bible with me to the book of Romans chapter 4. Let us do a refresher course. The refresher course that I'm trying to expose us to is the difference between a credit card and a debit card. Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4 verse 1 is uh, a, a proposal, a thesis proposal. What shall we say then that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh as found. This is the proposal. It's a a research proposal. To stumble upon the actual substance of what Abraham found. Please stay with me on that scripture. Don't take it off the screen. What is it that Abraham found? Now I'd like you to take note of the terminologies that are used in this scripture. Next verse. For if Abraham were justified by works, first of all, underline justified, justified. If, that is, this is the argument, if Abraham were justified by works, he had whereof to glory, but not before God. First of all, this scripture means that Abraham was justified. Exactly. Are you following that? That can be reached in this verse of scripture already. Next verse. For what said the scripture? Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. So Abraham was able to stumble into the reality of the same righteousness that we have In Christ Jesus today. Are you there? He was justified. The Bible says that he believed God. And if you read it from the Greek, it reads, it it was logically calculated as righteousness. So he was able to secure right standing with God on the basis of his faith. Yes, next verse. Now to him that walketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. We are seeing another word there. The third word I want you to underline is grace. He was justified. He attained unto righteousness. And the system that he was operating with was a system called grace. So grace was available even before the law came. But it was a credit card. And in a credit card, you spend now, you pay later. So the Old Testament operated a credit card. And the, the basis upon which this credit card was valid was because of the eternal scope of things. Because the Bible reveals that Jesus Christ was slain from the foundation of the world. Are you there? So there is a spiritual possibility and the economy of grace was available even before the cross. It's just that you will use the credit card and then God will pay later. But today on this side of the cross we use the debit card because the account has been credited. Exactly. Now, so those of you I know a lot of you here have credit cards. I don't. And when you go to the US, you use your credit card, you for online purchases you use your credit card. Now this is what I want us to establish before I go back to my Hebrews chapter eleven. If you use your credit card, you can buy this speaker. Is it true? If I use my debit card, I can buy this speaker. So we can buy the same product with the two means of payment. But the engineering around the means of payment is what is different. So Abraham was able to to experience justification. That's the product. Are you there? Abraham was declared righteous. That's the product. And this possi- the operating system for all of this is grace. Are you there? Today, I can access, have access justification. I have been declared righteous. You know, the product is the same. It's just the payment system that is different. So I just wanted to establish that it was... There were people that were born again before the cross. Just wanted to establish that. Because if I don't establish that, you'll not be able to understand when we say, by Abel's offerings, he received witness that he was righteous. Exactly. So having solved this problem, let's go to my scripture of interest. Because Apostle Paul gives us a telescope to examine critically the lives of the ancients in their walk of faith. So let's take the telescope and begin our examination. I hope everybody understood what I meant by credit card and debit card principle. All right. So you will find people that entered into the economy of grace and they entered into it by revelation. By rhema. They responded to a rhema that came from God and entered into an economy of dealing that was available in God. You see, God is not just savior. He's also salvation. So, did you hear what Jesus said? He said, the son of man has power to forgive sins. That is our salvation. And he forgave sins before the cross. Are you with me? Credit card. But the product that is being purchased is the same valid product. It's just a means of payment that has a different engineering system. So having understood that, let me just open up quickly. Uh, are, you, are you there? So let's use the telescope. I'll start with Eber. I will do Eber. You go and do the rest. There's a technology of faith that is revealed in the life of Enoch, for instance. And the manifestation of the faith of Enoch was that, was revealed in his life of pleasing God. You know, many of us, when we discuss the subject of faith, we, we limit it to... Breakthroughs. I have a house. I have a car. That's okay. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But you see, if we do the x-ray of faith in the life of our ancestors, you might find some areas, some critical areas of the manifestation of faith that is no longer emphasized in our time. The faith of Enoch. Was revealed in his life that was altogether an object of pleasure to God. It is within that context that can, we can actually um, set the tone for the idea of the rapture. Hallelujah. I want to go easy on you. It's my last session. I want to leave a good memory of myself on your heart. (laughs) Are you still with me? Yes, sir. The Bible says that he left a testimony behind and the summary of his testimony was that he did what? He pleased God. It is because of the life of Enoch and his adventure of pleasing God that verse 6 is added. Just to show us that the engine room of pleasing God is this system called faith. It's to explain Enoch's walk with God. Enoch became so acquainted with God Are you you here? (laughs) Let me give you an idea. Abel is my emphasis. Let me just give you an idea of this Enoch man. You say you want to walk with God. There are a few things that you cannot take out of your life. For instance, you will need to decide that you want to partner with him. You want to You want to do business with him. You know, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, it says, he that cometh to God. There are two ways. That thing is not just that. It's either that God comes to you or you come to God. And these two methods are the only way you can stumble on spiritual knowledge. If you have no access to spiritual knowledge, you are going to be deficient in spiritual warfare. The advantage that the Holy Spirit is supposed to, you are supposed to be receiving from him to get ahead in life in anything you do, you will not have that advantage because you have decided that you don't want to deal with God. The man that wants to deal with God, there are a few things he needs to understand. And part of the things that he needs to understand is that God is. God is. That means God is king. God is government. Um, uh, you may have seen a witch doctor, someone in the spirit and sending them on errand. That's not how God is. God is king. They don't send him. You don't, you don't send him on missions. Go and No, you, are, you don't understand it. When you, when you want to deal with God, he will clear your doubts about who he is. You can have a misconception about God uh, in church. You can have a misconception about God in the pool of brethren. But the moment you say you want to deal with God, your doubts will be cleared. Your doubts will be cleared because you will, you will see the kind of person that you are dealing with. Uh, for instance, you say, Lord... I will pray, and I will keep praying, and I will keep fasting until you show up. The moment you do that and make that commitment, you have released the gate of hell on your life. Because Satan knows that if you can deal with God, then the possibility of you experiencing the grace of God abounds in such a measure that you will trivialize Satan. So Satan will not want you to deal with God. Meanwhile, there's a requirement for dealing with him. Are you still with me? You know I told you that verse 6 was written to explain Enoch's life. So you say, I want to deal with God. I want to begin to press. And I will not stop pressing until I meet with him. In fact, that, that initiative to press... Is a faith initiative. That initiative to deal with the unseen realm is a faith initiative. And God has an obsession. He wants to be believed. So when you begin to deal with God, in prayer and fasting, I, I tried it. I tried it many years ago. It's a mistake I made that I've not recovered from. I decided to deal with God, and when I decided to deal with Him, I knew quickly that God would not respond because you are crying, God will not respond because you are in trouble, God will not respond because you have a need. God will respond because He wants to respond. You will find that. Are you, are you with me? I'm telling you experiential knowledge. I was diligent to count how many days I will be waiting before God will show up. It was 264. Oh, you say you want to walk with God like Enoch did. He will keep you in that place of waiting for long. And you will review the reason for which you came to seek him many times. Yeah. The moment he shows up, on the 264th day, he showed up. And when he showed up, you know, I was the one seeking him. I was the one calling to him. I was the one crying that I wanted his involvement in. He showed up with divine direction, with the direction he wanted me to take. And also gave me a prescription of what he demands of me to do. You know, it was me that determined that I wanted to deal with him. When he came, he now showed me what he wants. That means he gave me a prescription of how to do the one that will please him. The one I did was based on my own prescription. Oh. Oh. And I felt I was doing something. In his own eyes, is the one that he eventually comes to reveal to you, that's the one that will please him and that one that will please him has no form of compatibility with the flesh at all. You begin to see what the spirit craves is different from what the flesh craves. Sometimes what the Holy Ghost is troubled about is not even that you've sinned. It's just that you behave like a man. Yes. Humanity. Humanity. You have a problem with your wife. And when you analyze it, because me, I can analyze, she's wrong. In fact, if I, if I sit her down, I will show her eight ways that makes her wrong. Eight reasons why she is wrong. And, and it will, the processing time is just a few nanoseconds, but I can come up with eight reasons. And then you now go to consult with God. Meanwhile, what I felt I analyzed was right. Then you now meet with God, and then his own perspective reveals that he was irritated by your position. There was nothing sinful about my analysis. The only thing it was that it, it was connected to the things of men, you want to work with God have you ever received a demand from God this is what I want from you you know what it means when a spirit makes a demand you know how it feels It does not synchronize with human understanding. Your understanding is going to be unfruitful. The only way to do that kind of work is that you know that he's king. That's the only way. And you are traveling from your heart and not your head. The moment you say, we got it, that moment you have lost it. Because God cannot be put in a formula. He must be sought out. He must be sought out. The fact that we had maybe a wonderful meeting yesterday, then you want to come and ride on that cloud. You you don't even understand. He has hidden himself afresh. And you will need to seek him out every single day. I know we like the formulas. But if you, are you with me? Remember, Enoch had no Bible. He had no Bible. He couldn't read John chapter 4 and receive refreshing. The windows of ventilation and encouragement were few. But the guy so walked with God that God took him. Before his translation, the Bible says, This was the summary of his life. They couldn't find his body to bury. If not, the epitaph that would have been on his stone would have been, he pleased God. He pleased God. Sometimes you will preach a very powerful message and when you finish preaching, you lose your peace totally. If you are wise, you will take three hours from the time you finish preaching to go and find out. You will plead. You will plead. (laughs) You see, it's easy to do wait and take Christianity. Wait and take. Something like a fast food. Indomie, an egg. But you say you want to walk with the spirit? Many times it will detain you. That is if you value your relationship with him. That's if you value it. You may not value it. But if you do, that's your that's your link with him on the basis of fellowship and intercourse. Will be the reason, will be the basis of his imprisoning you many times when you want to veer off. He will just walk away and you'll feel it. So you go in search of him. It's not convenient. You just finish a crusade. You are tired. The flesh is weak. But you know it will amount to an emergency for you not to trace him that night. Because if you don't trace him that night, it will now require 40 days again. The 264 days program might need to start. Many of you lost your link with the rope of mercy because you had something with him and you don't know that he keeps keeps sucking you in again and again. He keeps sucking you in. Until it is evident that your rhythm is not the rhythm of this world. So you go that, that night for three hours begging, pleading. You, you need to become skillful in the art of appeasement to keep him around. And for three hours, you don't even know what has gone wrong. And after three hours, he comes and it takes away that body. But he still refuses to allow you to know what the issue was. The reason is because you, you look better to him when your understanding is unfruitful. You are more likely to yield to him much more when you don't know, when you don't have so much insight. If he can move you to action without understanding. That means you have yielded. It can move you to intercede and you don't know who you are interceding for. It means you have yielded. You know, many of us want to understand all the time. <laughs> you have not gone deep into the chambers. If you go deep, even the choicest of men, you will keep them in one corner. So when you hear that Enoch walked with God, it was not a casual thing. He had no Bible. The only thing he had was a window of mercy that opened and God came and encountered him. He trapped that window down with obedience. He trapped it down. And all through his lifetime, he never allowed God go back such that when God had to go back, God had to take him along. I don't have time for my Abel again. Because the the, the faith of Abel was revealed through a sacrifice that he gave. (laughs) You, You are walking with the spirit, you will soon realize that the language, the dialect, the spirit being understands is the dialect of sacrifice. Those things that are cooked and baked in the flesh, are detestable in his sight. He will take you beyond the flesh. He will take you into the realm of sacrifice. Check men that were discipled by prophets. People like David. He came to the borderline of his village and he desired that he should drink of the well of Bethlehem. And three of his mighty men went down. That place was guarded by a garrison of the Philistines. Numerically, that was from either 2,000 to 12,000 armed men. And three people are going to get water from a well. It means there will be one man down when the actual drawing of the water from the well starts. And that man will become a liability in the battle because you will need to protect him from when, as he goes, how did they succeed? And they brought the water to David and David refused to drink it. He said, based on my training, this water is equivalent to the blood of these men that jeopardized their lives. The sacrifice that was used to get the water has transformed it from being ordinary water. It is now blood. So he poured it to God as a libation because he knows that the language, the dialect that God can understand he is the dialect of sacrifice. Paul says we should use the telescope to see our ancestors. And if you discover that you are not like our ancestors, you have missed your way. Oh, your life is so casual. And you wake up and say, Hallelujah. Ebenezer. Amaziah. Walking with a spirit will demand of you. Yes, it will, will suck you in. Oh, he has his own way of disciplining you if he wants to. If you come into that space, you are at his messy. Most of you may not know that space. Most of you may not understand that when you leave. 24 hours in a day you will need to go and fall for assessment. You know what? Life does not end here. It doesn't end here. But many of us behave as if it will end here. That's why you have not taken your walk with God, your adventure to please God seriously. O lemo mo ya. Osiya kabrehis koba mala. Oh, the signs I saw yesterday night. Sikabe bokoria mahasiko. Oria mama yiko sekolad. Before it is long, you are going to. I don't know whether to say it. Let me. Let me keep quiet. Something that has been hidden for many years in the church in this nation will pop open. When you see that sign, know that the cycle has been accomplished and God has already chosen the next phase of ministers. That will herald his kingdom in the land. When you see that sign, know that it is accomplished. That's the only parable I will give you. Oh! Oh! This was the testimony he left behind that he pleased God. That's where I want to stop this morning. So that we can go for practicals. I want to please God. Yes, that's the prayer point. I want to. I want to please God. Enough of pleasing myself. Enough of having everything revolve around me. I want to please God. If what I'm saying is resonating with your spirit... You are tuned to the frequency of what I'm transmitting. Then rise up on your feet. I want to please God. (laughs) I want to please God. I want to please God. That when he looks upon me. He will say like Jesus. This is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased, I so menali la That should be your New Year resolution for 2024. I want to please God. Take me, O oh Holy Ghost. To the chamber secret, that place where you strip and sow your debts. Cause me to stand in your council. To stand in your council. Kaboske tila mondalite, bremine koske to bozezali, brahalatos kinto meli, and brekotalaba bongo senina. This is my desire To please you That my life will be a manifestation Of that which you have written No strand of it omitted Because I am adequately synchronized To serve your will by faith Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain by which he received witness that he was righteous and God testifying of his gifts by it him being dead yet speaking Sinemo Morica Santo a witness of many of our ancestors are still speaking from the earth I don't want to be a being that is measured into time I want to have a voice even when my pilgrimage is ended <speaking in Hebrew> Brash ke kondele mo kora ya la boko sama kandele abite yes that's why I live to work with you talk to him cry to him this is your time he wants to equip us for exploits to equip us for great things in his kingdom thank you Lord Enoch walked with God and was not for God took him (laughs) take me Holy Ghost take me to places beyond the natural to the islands of fire To that place where the candlesticks are lit. The place of government before your throne. The place where the seven spirits of God abide. Ah, Take me. Take me. Take me to that place. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. When you go to the book of Revelation you are going to see that the prophetic migrated from being a gift the administration of gifts to become the implementation of government. You will see John speaking sometimes from the council of angels. Because as a watchman one of the things you need to watch it's the errand that the angels bear. It will give you an insight into the decree that has been issued. So there were times when John spoke from the council of angels. The council of angels is, is what, when you hear about the, the four living creatures, that council that, that captures those four living creatures. John will speak from there. He hears the whispers that come from that place. Are you there? Okay, sometimes he speaks from the council of heaven where it is the Godhead that is whispering. That's where the policy direction, let us make man emanated from. Are you still with me? Or oh, you are not with me? Okay, let me close. Let me, let me leave that. The reason why I'm telling you this, sometimes he, he, he speaks from the witness of the seven stars. He knows what directive has been given to each of the angels within the territories. Are you there? So you can tell the ministry, the difference between the ministry of Melchiah and the other prophets. Those ones were running gifts, but Melchiah was bringing. The revelation that came from the visual, the visual presence of God. It was not just manifesting a gift. It was unveiling policy directions that have been concluded in the spirit. A different kind of prophet is about to emerge in the landscape. God will vindicate the prophetic ministry. He will separate it from idolatry. There were councils from which he gave proclamation. God wants to do something in the next eight minutes. Next eight minutes. I saw angels ascending and descending. Ascending and descending. There's an anointing that will begin to fall. There's an anointing that will begin to fall. (laughs) A grace will begin to fall. A grace will begin to fall. And even now It is beginning to intensify In the midst of this atmosphere He will begin an impartation From impartation to impartation Hey 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 There are seven people in this place seven people in this place there is a weight of glory that will descend upon you it will open your spirit when you pray in your closet sometimes the same experience will happen and God will take you to heaven to see what is in his counsel grace is coming fire is coming fire is coming fire is coming so that we can understand the true measures of our generation there are dimensions of possibility a new era comes Sika delimande loro Rocobo bobo bobo bo sike balatwa Eliso Sobreske Laikos Kamenai Kambaska Tamora For many of us the judging lambs will be activated in your spirit. will give you such a rich capacity for discernment that nothing that makes a lie will escape your sight. The Lord exchanges your weaknesses for his strength. Grace is administered to you the measures of our generation the expectations of heaven your heart will know this wisdom there is an operation of grace that God gives to us even in this conference and I sign for your light is come and the glory of the Lord is wishing upon you Sell him or basket of bread. Candle Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. If you can't be quiet, He will walk in our midst. He will choose vessels from among us. Such vessels that we stand before him in this season. Priestesses of the altar. He will itemize to you the content of your own consecration. There are 17 priestesses of the altar he will separate this morning. And the grace is coming is coming, 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 it's coming. You'll be separated. The grace is coming, it will come even. Oh my god, the intensity is increasing, the intensity is, is increasing, the intensity is increasing, the intensity. He will plague your heart with the burdens of the heavenlies. That season is upon us. Genuine authority from heaven to move the frontiers of the kingdom. Lord, we connect. We connect with the administration coming from above. That which you have triggered from the throne room. We receive it in this upper room, in the name of Jesus Christ. So let a little one become a thousand, let a small one become a strong nation. Though thy beginning be small, let thy later end greatly increase in the name of Jesus. take away limitations things that have hindered from the fullness we take it away in the name of jesus christ oh my god step into the pool step into the pool step into the pool in the name of jesus because in this year oh my god you will mount up with wings Wisdom will be available to you in the name of Jesus.